Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast powered by our good, good friends, Motor Caddy. Um, we are really excited in this podcast because very soon we're jumping in the car shooting down the road and playing one of the most exclusive golf clubs in the country, JCB. You hear our excitement in this podcast. How do you think it went today, Guy? It wasn't the best, I'll be honest. It, it, today's a podcast that's for the real uh, Clubhouse member. So if you're not aware of the Clubhouse is, it's somebody that's listened to every single episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. They're the hardcore people that we love, we respect, we like. And you, you, you're, you're part-time listener, might not enjoy today. Well, so be it. So be <laughs> it anyway guys sit back enjoy the rick shields golf show podcast episode number seven again powered by our really good friends motor caddy um i've definitely been playing better golf since using the motor caddy yeah i hope you now utilize and and harness that power today when you go and play as well i will do i think we've done a good job at selling this podcast then, haven't we if i was listening to this as a listener i'd be really excited for today's now <laughs> it's a bang average podcast oh yeah also, I call out some tour pros. I, talk, I call out some more YouTubers. I talk about how um, maybe maybe we should retitle the the podcast, uh, the Break Seventy Five series as Break Seventy. I'm not sure about that just yet. Uh, we answer some questions. There's a guy talking about how he's going to leave his friends. Yeah, we talk about alcohol alcohol on the golf course. We talk about your um, the way that you walk around. Um, local seaside towns going I am Rick Shields I am the man give me free drinks you know you can wow that was, nice. good, that was really good <laughs> and then the staff go okay sir okay sir yeah you have a free drink what do you want Guinness now mate make it bigger as well and quick and thirsty do you know who I am <laughs> do you know who I am right guys listen do you know who I am it's the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast right enjoy it episode number 72 yep that's correct good I'll see you soon Oh, no, 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 whoa, 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 have done anything? You've not done the pot rock, paper, scissors? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh-huh. Done, done, done. I win. Uh, three, That's two, it. one, bang. Welcome back to the podcast today. I am incredibly excited. I cannot wait to get into this podcast. And if I'm honest, it's the first podcast I actually can't wait to finish. Wow. Because today I'm going playing golf somewhere that I've wanted to play golf for a long time. And not only that, I'm inviting you along to play with me. You, you're literally too kind. <laughs> when you first said we are playing this golf course, which I let you announce, I was hoping you'd say, do you want to play with me? And you left it quite late. Was it yesterday you texted me, Sunday? Well, after three or four people declined it, I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd drop your text and see if you were up for it. Very nice of you. Um, so today, in the latest episode of break 75 which will be episode number five we're going to come on to episode number four in a minute that we played at presbury today we're going to play at one of the most exclusive corporate membership golf clubs in the country yes it's called jcb golf and country club 
explain so jcb is a digger company over here in the uk i think over in the states it's like more like caterpillar is like the biggest kind of digger company I'm, i don't think i'm wrong in saying that jc which weirdly both caterpillar and jcb both started here in the uk but jcb decided to build this phenomenal golf course near their hq in kind of staffordshire way england um and it's kind of got quite a weird mystique about it already super hard to get on and I'm excited to show you a video around there today because there's a couple of holes on there that look incredible. I can tell you're excited because that's the quickest intro to a podcast ever. There's been no like niceties, no how you doing, how's your weekend, just gone bang, JCB. I'm just excited today. I'm excited to play golf. The weather's nice. I think it's the last day of nice weather this week as well because I have to say it looks like it's going to be horrendous. Well, let's talk about this this next uh, Break 75 in a minute, but let's... Had a text off Harry. Can you bend your laptop screen towards you, me or Rick? Me? So this way? Okay, good. We can go. Is that a bit more? So I'm sat with my laptop now, like this. Okay, so now my laptop, when I read emails, is basically going to be unbelievably hard to read. But the reason we're doing this is because the podcasts get filmed. And if you've not checked them out on the second channel, make sure you do. We released about five or six clips each episode. The one from Dan Whitaker last week went down really well. His insight to how to be a tour professional, his insight to um, distance and just golf in general was very well received. This one, we're not sure about what clips are going to come from it. But there's who- one main reason why people should watch this one, though. Do you know what it is? My new haircut. Absolutely. You know, it looks really fresh. He's like, he's gone into the barber and said, uh, can I have a guy charnock, please, mate? And he's gone, yes, say no more. Well, weirdly you say that, the actual barber's is called Fresh. Is it? So there you go. Um, yeah, so new trim. I've got new golf shoes today. I've got a new jumper. Oh, my God. Not this one that I'm wearing, another one. I'm saved it for the out on the golf Your course. Your haircut's taken five years off you, I I'll be honest. Claire said that. The kids, actually, I've mailed this daughter, really didn't like it. Really? When I got home, she was like, I went at 7 a.m. Saturday morning right? Wow. Dedication. He managed to squeeze me in as a booking. And uh, I came home and the kids had not seen me because they'd come up, they got up later and I'd already left the house. And I got home and Ivy and my daughter like literally cried when I got home. Why? What, what, what also with it? Why is it? It looks different, but I, I can't put my finger on why. It's, it's my beard as well. I've trimmed it yeah. super short. So beard's He's gone super short. He's with himself. He looks dead proud. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it looked good. It definitely looked different. When I, when I got home, I was like, whoa. I do look. And what's also, your hairline's getting better with age, which is a bizarre thing I'm, to I'm say. I'm just weirdly learning how to comb it forward. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's not getting any better. But I've had the same hairline since I was 15 at school, and I honestly thought by the time I was 20, that's it, I'm bald. And I'm hanging on by the skin of its skin of its hair strands at the moment. But the, the option you've got, though, and we'll get onto golf in a moment, I promise, but because you've got such a good beard, I think you could go bald and still have a beard. I think I can live with that as well. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the future. I think then if I did go bald, my kids would really not recognise me. I think if I shave my beard now, my kids wouldn't recognise yeah, me Yeah, I don't think you all. can do that now. I don't think I could ever do that. Anyway, that's haircut news. Also, um, I took Jude to driving range on Saturday. I saw this. Explain. So Jude, for people that don't know, is your little boy. He's my two-year-old son. At the moment, I've taken the girls to the driving range before, mm-hmm. and I've taken them to uh, Trafford and the golf co- the driving range just around the corner from me, and a little par three course as well but Jude only being two he's three in September I've never really had chance to take him anyway the girls normally go dancing on a Saturday morning which I normally take them but the times have changed long story um so I thought let's well I've got kind of 40 minutes with with my little boy I'm going to take him to the driving range so I packed the car a couple of golf clubs for me which was very very optimistic of me because I think I hit a grand total of five shots wow so Jude hit all the rest he hit 45 if I'm honest the ones that I hit 
of him were the ones I picked up off the stone in front of us because he didn't hit them very far. He loved the automatic tees. He raced through 50 balls in about 20 minutes. Absolutely loved it. And you know when it, I thought it was a good sign because after it was finished, he couldn't. He wanted to hit more, and I said no. That's enough. Leaving wanting more. Let's go, Very son. clever. Let's go. Deep down, are you hoping he gets dead into it and get, gets really good? Are you yeah. actually not bothered? The, the only thing I'm getting a bit kind of worried about is that he's two and he doesn't swing it great already. And is that a weird thing to say? Because you look on Instagram, like on Facebook, I've shared that video and I shared, like, you've got like kids on there that are swinging it like pure at two. So I think I think we need to go into. I think I need to yeah, up my level of. Uh, look at he's got to watch your swing though. So he's looking at your swing and he's going right. I'm going to flip my hands really early. I'm going to have a really weak right hand. So he's not got the best model to go on. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's going to get into it. He out my three kids at the moment. Ivy, my eldest, wants to do it to spend time with me. Oh. So she'll go in the in the home simulator on the putting green with me or at the golf course because she wants to spend time with me. She'll never do it on her own. Okay. Okay. She's got some nice talent as well. Pearl, my middle child, she kind of just likes to cause mayhem mm-hmm. generally in life. Mm-hmm. Middle child syndrome. So when she goes, she just smashes golf balls everywhere. So I'm not sure if she's going to take it up or not. Where Jude, my little boy, I'll I'll sometimes be in the garden and go, where's, my, where's Jude? I've got a little putting green now. I'm quite lucky to have a little putting green. He's on there, grinding. He, he make he, he, we have this like soft play stuff, and he, he builds this soft play up and makes like a miniature golf course and everything. And he's there, no no assistance, nobody's helping him on his own, getting his reps in. So maybe he's gonna have a bit of a funky swing, but have a really good short game. I think, that works. I think he's got potential. So yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, I definitely felt more like a. It was nice bonding time. I think there's going to be times where I'll take him a lot more times again. Um, I must admit, for kids, driving ranges are quite boring. Yes. Bar the automatic tees, it is quite boring, actually. Well, driving ranges in general can be quite... This is right. This is just a fact now. Driving ranges are fun when you hit it well. Because what's better than smacking your driver long, far, high, and straight? When you hit it badly, it is arguably the most boring, tedious, soul-destroying, horrible place ever. Um, I went to driving range at the weekend. <laughs> I was going to come on to that then. You sounded like you, you said I was, you crushed it. I was abs- genuinely now, I was absolutely tonking it, hitting it unbelievably well. But that is the problem for me. I know I can do that. It's then taking it onto the course. So I've actually become a bit of a golf geek. I've got two swing thoughts. Okay. And I think if I can do them on the course, if I can be brave and commit to it, I think today I could be hitting it well. Let's talk let's have a quick wrap up then of break 75 episode number four which by the way guys the views on it have been amazing the feedback has been incredible massive kudos to harry the editor who's doing an amazing job on the break 75s so and matt filming them with harry um only because they're just off camera here we have to say that um but no he's doing an awesome job and the feedback we're getting is just outstanding we played at presbury last week you joined me it was a very nice course this was your first time golfing on the mm. main channel how did it feel well if it was an actual course vlog video, I would have been very nervous. But the beauty of this role on a Break 75 is I just play. Any amazing shots might feature. Any bad ones definitely won't feature. Sorry, it was a bit loud. Won't feature. So not that much pressure. I think I felt a bit bad, though, because a lot of people were commenting saying, oh, uh, did Guy outdrive you? And I actually didn't at all. I played quite poorly. Um, I shot 11 over, which was 82, yeah. which was 11 bogey, 7 pars. Your score could have been a lot worse. Yes. 
your back nine was much, much it better. It was eight over front, three over back. Yeah, your back nine, you played much better. Did you make any birdies? No, nothing. That's what I mean. I literally had 11 bogeys, seven pars. But in my head, I came away and thought, I'm not happy with that because I, I want to be at least breaking 80 at the minute. But I think I said to you, I played well enough to have actually just about enjoyed it. Still not, I enjoyed it, but do you know what I mean? I played well enough where my score... If it had shot maybe four, five, six worse, I think I would have been like, oh, I hate golf so much. But you actually hit some good golf mm. shots as well. Like some of those two irons, you absolutely tonked. Your short game was okay. Like you played some really nice shots. That one over the brook and over the bunker was yeah, a that was nice shot. shot. And you made an up and down, which wasn't recorded. That was class. Mm. Um, like you, you did hit it nicely enough. A lot of people were asking, did I beat you? You did. You destroyed me. Well, if, we were playing, if we were but... playing match play... What the score have been? Because um, you like to play me off scratch, don't you? You don't like to only take because shots. I know. I mean, I don't have. A, I know of Joe. I don't have a handicap anymore. I'm not. A me- well, I am a member, but I'm not an official handicap. It was four for years and years and years. But at the minute, like, let's. I have genuinely played three times in over six months, yeah. so I'm not expecting to shoot great. But I don't like getting shots just because if I know if I play well, I'm not going to be far off. So I don't know. I'd, I'd rather lose than get shots and then win. If I was playing Roy McIlroy, obviously it would be pointless playing, wouldn't it? Because I'm going to get beat probably 10 and 8. But I think I've got your number when I play well. I'm longer, I'm straighter, I have a better short game. Wow. Can manipulate the golf ball better, high, low, fade. <laughs> wow. You're very one dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you think my game's trending at the moment? I said this in the video, I'm going to say it again. You're a confidence player. So if you go out today at JCB and you go par, par, birdie, par. I think you're going to play well. Have we seen how long the golf course is? We're not playing off that number, are we? Apparently, yeah. 7,200, is it? Yeah, playing off the backs. <laughs> so it's break 80 today for Rick. I am confident going in today. I just cannot remember when I played a golf course that long. I don't think I ever have. So, so a lot of the golf courses here in the UK is roughly around the back, even the back tees, you very rarely see them over 7,000 yards. I think the ones I've played at the moment, probably the longest one is 6,800 yards. Um, so the, I think today off the back tees, I'm not sure if it's going to be the back back tees. Because again, we got a lot of comments on the video saying, why are you not playing off the tips? A lot of time in the UK, either the tip tees aren't out, they're not prepared. Mm-hmm. It's not somewhere, certainly in the, here in the UK, that you play all the time, is it? It's normally for like elite club level comps, isn't it? Like, you might play it three times a year. So the tees aren't always cut and not always set out. Where in America, they always have every single tee option out. So I think the black tees are the furthest back tees you can play. And if you want to play off those tees, if you're out in America, you can play off those tees. So today we're off the backpacks, you think? From what I've been told. So is it par 72? Par 72 off the backpacks. That would be a good break 75 today then. A ridiculous one. For me, it's break 80. I'd be really, really happy with that. I'm going to go into it with the same level of confidence that I've had going into the last couple of rounds. I felt much better with my game. Um, I felt like I offered to a really slow start last week, even though I made some great pars. I felt like they they shouldn't have just been trying to scrap pars. I missed loads of birdie opportunities last week. But from what I've seen, again, I don't, I've not played this golf course, but from what I've seen on images, footage, they've had 40 green keepers working relentlessly, even through lockdown. From what I've been told, the green... The green speeds are incredible. The, everything about it is absolutely immaculate. I'm not the biggest fan of super fast greens. Why? I just I, I just get a bit timid with them. Mm. I get a little bit kind of scary. Downhill left to right on a fast green. Yeah, I just always feel like slightly slower greens suit me slightly better. But I'm also intrigued to give it a try. I'll be honest, this podcast is a hindrance today. Why? I just want to go and play now. I know. 
I feel like we've ha- we've just we've just got to get the podcast done. <laughs> I'm today. joking. Today's podcast will be a good one. It's very much a vibe today, a chilled out vibe. Last week we had um, Dan. they said Dan Hendrickson, Dan Whitaker on. Are we, are we going to get Dan? Hendrickson yeah, we're going to. We've got loads of guests lined up because we've now got the studio, so we can film them, record them any day. I have been inviting every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, not well, that's funny because next week we've got Tom, <laughs> and we have got Dick. <laughs> not many have. We've not confirmed many yet. That's what it's I need just, to start but, doing. You no, know, because it's nice just putting the feelers out, getting people that have said yes. We've also got Sophie Walker said yes. Nice. Who is, she's, she's a lady, she was a ladies European tour pro. She's now like a commentator, golf coach. Does she still play a little bit, I think? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she plays competitively, but she does lots, lots of stuff on Sky Sports. I want to also get some international guests as well. Now we've got the TV and the Zoom. Hopefully we can get the, the internet speeds class here as well. So hopefully we can do some international guests as well. Um, the podcast is definitely trending in the right direction the listens the the views we're getting on the channel so thanks so much for everybody's support it's very much appreciated but back to the vibe today's vibe's more chilled because last week it was like with a guest and it was really good dan was great very golfy it was very golfy today it's a bit of a chilled out one and let's see we've not got loads of notes got a few questions off facebook which are good um but another thing i wanted to talk about which is, is potentially a broader topic as well was so this is going out tuesday so last night well that's actually tonight for us yeah a video with james robinson the golf pro james robinson yes the one who we had, had on the podcast. podcast yeah we did a video where he played nine holes at the marriott worsley park with a package set that cost 70 pounds that was a half set it had driver hybrid six iron eight iron pitch and wedge putter my predictions mm-hmm. when you listen to this podcast that video has probably already got a million views. Ooh. It was number one trending on YouTube for three days consistently. <laughs> um, mm. It's got potential to be a monster video. Well, the, the, the logic behind this video was James Robinson, as I said, was on the podcast. So I'm guessing most people heard that podcast. He was a really good guest. He's got an amazing story. He's now a really good golf coach, played in the Open, played on the European Tour. He looks like a golf pro as well, doesn't he? He is... I, I was borderline annoyed at him when he came. I've got a little bit of a man crush. Yeah, I can see that. On, on, on him, on his golf game, on his ability. Give me five things like about James Robinson in no particular order. Go. Um, golf swing is yeah. pure. I like the fact he doesn't think his game is good enough, yet it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, too. Like, I really respect that. He's tall, yeah. dark, good looking. Yeah. Not that should massively influence things, but he is. It's yeah. fact. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get five here. Um He's a nice family man. Yeah. Very much said about his son being like his best mate. Yeah. Big fan of that. And then lastly, he... Could have got his teeth. Yeah, he's got great he teeth. He's dressed really well. Yeah. Um, he's got a fast car. He's got a lovely car. Um, he's, just a, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. He's one of my favourite people. And the reason behind this video was, was that some people think that when you go out and buy really expensive golf clubs, they're going to make you really good at golf, right? Other people kind of go, oh, it doesn't matter what clubs you have, you know, Tiger Woods could play with a or whatever. Yeah, and he'd still shoot under par. So we thought, well, I can see both sides of the argument. I can understand why people, after all this amazing marketing that your tailor-made and your Callaways pump out about speed foam and jailbreak, etc. how, as a golfer, you want to get better clubs because it's going to make you play better. But then you also can understand how, if you've got a friend who's gone out and done that and still shanks it out of bounds or slice it onto the fairways, you think, well, the clubs don't make a difference. So we thought, well, if we give an ex-Tor Pro 
for the purpose of the title of the video, we'll call him a tall pro still because we want clicks. Um, <laughs> let's see how he gets on. Now, the, the funny thing was here that I think might even get a little bit overlooked from the, from the title is not only was it a package set that wasn't the best quality, it was a half set. Yeah. So he literally, as I said, he had a driver and a hybrid, a couple of irons and a wedge. He had no sand wedge, no lob wedge. And actually, that pitching wedge, I bet, was about 44 degrees in loft. It was really strong. Yeah. And I don't want to give it away because some people might not have watched it. If you've watched it, you know what he shot. But he was incredible. He just, he made it look easy. He did. And and he, reminder, he doesn't play loads of golf right now. I mean, this is literally, he was talking about this is a practice round for open qualifying for him in June. And it wouldn't surprise me if it is. Yeah. I mean, he hardly plays any golf. He's a busy golf coach now. Um, and he just rocked up, hit a few shots in the net, and just went out there and just played incredible golf. So they did that, I mean, he played well, let's just say that, because I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen it. He played well. Were you surprised? Um, was I surprised? Let me have a think about this now. I didn't think he'd shoot the score that he did. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I was surprised about that. And I felt like he just had ridiculous control over his golf shots still. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't a part... Like, let's say... I'll tell you what I was surprised about. Because... At tour, when you're a tour pro and you're practicing every single day, you expect every single area of your game to be, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, long game, ex- exceptional. I am playing incredible. Short game, just to be absolutely fine-tuned. But because he's not playing loads of golf, I fully expected one of those areas in his game not to be as good. Yeah. But I didn't see any weakness. But do you think that's because... Well, he, he didn't show much weakness to be fair, but do you think that's because he's better than you? It's hard. Like, if somebody who's... Off- 15 played with you they would probably see no weakness they'd be like you hit it so well do you think that's because he's so good because we you came away literally and you were kind of half joking but almost scratching your head going how is he not actually still on the tour yeah and it, it makes me i can understand or sorry i can't understand how difficult it must be for him to still play as good as he does yet he knows he can't make it on tour yeah. Like, he's almost still so good. Like, if suddenly, all of a sudden, you're a tour pro and you get the yips and you can't put or you can't chip or whatever, and you just go, okay, that's it. That's me done. Tour golf, I cannot do because I've got, there's, a, there's a part of me that I cannot get it in the hole in a less amount mm-hmm. of shots. For him, if he could go out today and shoot 65 with his, comfortably with his own clubs, potentially, yet that's not enough. Mm. He couldn't do it in the big stage. He couldn't do it when he needed to, potentially. But, but like, like I said to you when we left, though, he was absolutely amazing. But although it was on camera, and he literally every shot was completely genuine, like it literally was. What you see on the video was exactly what happened. He knew that potentially millions of people could watch it, but there was nobody there. There was no pressure, really, was there? If he shot 4-5 over, it didn't make any difference. But imagine playing on the European tour for your mortgage for your car, for your food. It's totally different, isn't it? Yeah, big time. And even if he's only two shots off the person that's leading, two shots each day, if he's two shots behind, like each day it drops eight shots through a tournament off the the winner. I think there's a a big correlation, and we've seen this from a couple of, speaking to James and even Dan last week, you saw, I'm not going to get into loads of golf news, I didn't didn't watch loads of it, but Stuart Sink won, not last weekend, the weekend before, right? Mm -hmm. He's a much older golfer, and he had his son in his bag, and he shot the the best 36-hole 
record in any tournament he's ever sh- there's ever been. Can't remember the score now. Like eighteen under or something daft. Like there was a lot of talk about. But he's under no pressure. Like he's made his millions. He's comfortable. And do you see? Is there a cut point where these tour pros just once they've made enough and they're comfortable, they just go into cruise control? No. Like a DJ. Is he not just in cruise control or no. a Mickelson not just in cruise control? Because they've made the money and it's like there's no pressure now. But what I'm saying about cruise control, they've still got to put the effort and the hard work in, but they're not playing for the mortgage anymore. They're not playing for like... Yeah, but... Sorry, I went too close to the mic. Yeah, but imagine... Like, let's just change the scenario. Let's put YouTube now. You're the number one golf YouTuber. You've hit over a million subscribers, etc. Everybody else that makes golf YouTube videos kind of looks up to where you are. But you still want to produce the best videos that get the most views. You've always got something to to, to aim, haven't you? So I, I do, but in, that, in in I'm not as I don't feel as under pressure. And we can do nicer things. Like we built the studio. Like it's almost like we can we can push the envelope a little bit more now. We can be a little bit more brave or um, confident in what we do because we know what works. Like if this was if this was a startup YouTube channel. And we had to fork out this much money to pay for the studio and stuff like that. Yeah, but I suppose you wouldn't do that if it started, would you? If it was a startup YouTube channel, you wouldn't have probably the funds to, to invest. You'd just be going off like, it'd be more fun, if anything. But that's what I'm saying. As a startup tour pro, you can't just go in, you can't just cruise around like every single bit that you spend, every month, everywhere you eat, everywhere you stay, the way you travel to, to locations. Like All of that has an influence on your yeah. golf outcome. I suppose it's different pressure then. Like you said, if you're a, a European tour pro battling for your card, your pressure is literally, like I said, paying your mortgage, paying your bills, etc., surviving. Whereas, yeah, DJ, Rory don't have that pressure. But for them, they've got other aspirations. They've got being the leading money winner. No question. They've got winning the most majors, beating Tiger, beating Jack Nicklaus' record, whatever it might be. That must be a different type of pressure. But but they're almost like outcome pressures. They're almost like goal pressures as opposed that they're, they're achievable pressures as opposed to down on the other side. It's like you're fighting for your dinner. Like they're they're really like negative pressures. Yeah, but another thing as well. I think that's how we would see this. But a lot of these guys wouldn't get to the level they're at if they got so bogged down. Do you get what I mean? Because if if you, I've got a negative mindset on the golf course. I think you have to a certain degree. If you run the European tour thinking. I need to play well today, I need to play well today, I need to play well today. The chance are you wouldn't play well, you, you wouldn't be on, you'd lose your card. I mean, you, you wouldn't have got to being on tour. Because we saw at Q School how much pressure there actually is. But you can't let it affect you, else you won't play well, will you? Right. So I suppose they can just, the good ones, or the ones that even considering it on the European tour, have to be able to manage that pressure. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm, I'm, it'd be really interesting, though, if you went to tour school, and if, if you planted, you didn't almost do it publicly and you said to 10 players you handpicked 10 players and said you're you've been chosen mm-hmm. okay the next five years oh i'm gonna i'm gonna give you five million to get through the next five years for right <laughs> to, let's say we, you pick 10 players do you think you'd see those 10 players ranked higher in the leaderboard because there's there's like less pressure for the future but why if they stop practicing there's no pressure or maybe five grand, five million is too much, but but that's the point. The pressure is what again, if you use it positively, is what causes you to go and practice and grind because you know you have to go and spend an hour on the putting green after a tournament because you need to get better at your putting. If there's no pressure, you're not going to bother. True. That's so why you like because you got no pressure on the podcast. You rock up in late. You just do what you want. Whereas a young Rick Shields, yeah, but, then, but then I'm I'm chilled with it as well. Like I'm confident, and that where, gives you a better performance. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
where if if I was like uptight and like super early yeah. this morning, I'm I'm like, oh my god, is everything all right? The camera's definitely working. You know, is this? You wouldn't be the same. No, mm-hmm. I do think like again, if it was me, certainly if it was me, I would be much much more comfortable playing it as a competitive level where I thought, you know, I can just I can go out and try and shoot the lights out here because it doesn't really matter if I don't shoot the lights out because. I can just do it again next week or I can do it again the week after or, you know, there's, there's, I've stayed in this lovely hotel, I've travelled via private jet. But, but think of the ego as well of Rory. He, 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 Rory, obviously, doesn't really matter if he misses the cut because he's getting he's a millionaire, but his ego's not going to want to miss the cut. Yeah. So it's, it's just different, isn't it? Like you yeah. said, it's different. The press that Rory has, and I don't know, it's different. Quick one. I don't know loads about this new social media goal or whatever it is for the PJ yet. I've seen heard rumours that there's a £40 million pot mm-hmm. that's going to be accessible for the most popular players on tour, and it's about where they rank on the money list, how much social media following they have, how many times they're Googled, and things like that. I mean, you'd think this is somewhat of a, of a retaliation to, to the scare that they had maybe with the Premier Golf League mm-hmm. and what they've seen with football recently with the European Super League, which obviously now has kind of not gone ahead. Like, it's a really interesting one. Do you think, is it just rewarding the most popular players and are the journeymen going to get forgotten about a little bit? Mm. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because like you said, with the European Super League, and which is obviously the football, that's dead and buried now. The whole point of that was that there's, there were six Premier League clubs who obviously think that they deserve more because they are the ones that bring in the eyeballs to the to the football match in the UK and England or whatever. And in a sense, with golf, if Tiger Woods, Bryson, Rory, DJ, a couple, couple others, they're really the people that get you watching the PJ Tour, aren't they? And when they're not playing in, in certain events, they don't get the eyeballs. So they, they probably wanted to reward them because... They have a greater value, don't they? So how do you do it in this day and age? Stuff like social media, like say Google searches, etc. Would that be unfair on the lower level players, or do you think they'll just take it in the stride? Do you think we might see more tour players setting up YouTube channels? Possibly. It would be interesting. Start some beef now, the tour player. Um, Pick one high highest level, but one that might respond. And one, one that I think I could have. One that you think you could beat with five strokes. So you've got a five handicap oh. on a player, but they've got to be a big name. I don't think I'd beat any of them. Well, yeah, but for the purpose of this clip. I oh, see, last time I called people out, it all got a bit heated. Yeah, but we've got loads of views from it. So. <laughs> all right. If. Can I look at the world ranking and pick somebody for you then? Let me have a quick look. You have a little thing. Who, who's. I'm trying to think of like, what is the actual question? You've got. Basically, you've got to pick out one of the top 10 players in the world who may reply, give them some beef. And then try and play them to raise their profile as well. So you've got Dustin Johnson. If, first off, if any tour pro wants to collaborate, come on the podcast. We, we boost views for people. We give them followers. Yeah. Everybody that we've worked with in the past, they have gained more followers from being on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast or being on the Rick Shields YouTube channel. Okay. Fact. Yeah. So if any, any aspiring tour pro who wants clout, who wants following... Wow. I don't, this, yeah, is I not, gonna... this is not so much of a threat. This is just saying, I know. If you, you need to I'm just saying it in kind of a threaty way. Um, there's um, somebody on the top 10 world rankings who I think you could possibly call. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't know what this has become. Um, I basically want you to call somebody out at all, bro. So you can, you can... They give you five shots. And what do I get out? A video. A video. But you have to, you have to give it some, like, real... 
meaning and you have to believe it when you say it. I don't know if I believe it. Um, I'm looking at um, Tyrrell Hatton, number eight in the world. I was going to go Bryson. <laughs> okay. Um, you could do him. Tyrrell Hatton with five shots. No chance. If you shoot two under. I've tried to break 75. <laughs> These guys are trying to shoot 65. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll do it direct to camera. If any tour pro thinks they can beat me and give me five shots for media clout, for social media clout, so they can... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can get their £40 million bonus, which I want to cut off, then come at me. DM me. Why don't we DM some pros now and say that? That'd be really funny. DM five of the top 20 and say, me, you, give me five shots. I'll wipe the floor with you. You I have like, to say I like it word. I sweating. I was that you confident have, before. You have to say it word for word. Me, you, match play. I get five shots. I will wipe the floor with you. Wow. Have you got the confidence to do that or not? No, Vic. <laughs> Let me see what I do with JCB today. Okay. <laughs> if I shoot 85 if you today. If you break par today, you've got to do that. Okay. You've got to DM five of the world's top 20. If I break par today, I'm going on tour. Okay. Um, interesting chats anyway. I was just hoping that you could really big it up. I just, I know, but I'm just not sure if I'm there with it yet. You could be soon. Um, do you want to do Rick? Yes. So, Dear Rick is brought to you by our good friends at Motorcaddy. Um, go on. <laughs> Quick fact. I definitely feel better playing with Motorcaddy. I've got it again today. We've been offered buggies today, but I've said no. Absolutely don't want a cart. Oh, a my cart. Motorcaddy. So, we motorcadding again today. Absolutely. I'm getting a little bit of a scare with the remote. Why? I, I just don't know. I had a dream last night. This is dead weird. I had a dream. It was in my pocket, the remote, and I had my, I had my bag near the green, and I was up near the tee, and suddenly I pressed it by accident, and it w- went running off. 
It's often said that Moto Caddy is the trolley of dreams, so I'm oh, surprised. Wow. Um, <laughs> every week, a dear Rick is read out on the podcast. Yes. That's simple. And if yours is read out, you're going to get put into the draw for a Moto Caddy trolley. Okay. Second place gets a bag. Nice. So why do you not send us an email? Podcast at rickshields.com. This week's is from Anonymous. So the, the problem with this week's email is it's kind of about his friends, right? So he doesn't want them named, he doesn't want to name himself, and he's kind of put a bit of a hush-hush in certain parts so that his friends who also listen to the podcast don't know it's him. You with me? So we just need to give him an, an alias so when we draw him out of the hat later in the year or later in, in the in the series... Well, we'll go back to the... Yeah, we'll, we, can, we can go back to the story so yes. people know what it is. But I'm just thinking, if he wins the trolley and his friends go, that's a nice new uh, motor caddy. Ooh. Is that the... Um, DHC model, the downhill oh. control model, goes, yeah, with the GPS built in. Oh, yeah, it is actually. Where did that from? They're all, they're really expensive, aren't they? Well, you know, I just, uh, yeah, just got one. You have to think of a lie, isn't he? I'm okay. not sure what that lie can be. But anyway, today's is, um, it's one that it kind of, I think it'll resonate to a few people. So, I'm a member of a council golf course with three of my mates. These are the only guys I play golf with, okay? Okay. So that's really relevant to the story, he says. We all have the premium package. It's less than £300 a year, so it's really affordable, which gives us unlimited uses of a few courses, um, several, like half a dozen golf courses. Of all the golf courses, we have a home course, um, which is really close to where we live, less than half a mile from all of our homes and literally in the garden of a couple of the guys. So it's a really local golf course. The condition of this golf course at the moment is absolutely shocking. And he sent me two pictures, which I'll show you, that it's absolutely... I'll tell you what, let me just actually flip my laptop around to you, Rick. See if you can see that. Can you see that green? It's absolutely horrendous. Can that's you see not, it? That's not even a green. It's literally... Imagine when someone's been on the practice ground at your golf club and took loads of massive divots. That's what he's putting through, essentially. Oh, that's terrible. So it's really, really bad. Um, he said... It's literally ruining my enjoyment of the game. Um, and I can understand that it is horrendous. <laughs> so it's but Of the several courses available to us, five of them are really good condition with great greens and really well-kept fairways. A couple of them are links courses on the coast as well, uh, about half an hour away from the south of St. Andrews. So we really are spoiled for choice in terms of good golf courses to play at no additional cost. I feel like if somebody, if if his mates are listening to this, they've got to know it's him. I've tried my best to cut out the bits. I know. That's the, if you want a free trolley, that's the risk you've got to take. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are spoiled for choice, did it? Yeah. Um, but my friends keep insisting on playing the terrible golf course because of its convenience. Are they, is it convenient because it's just so close they can Just because walk they literally live, I think they can, well, yeah, it's maybe, half a mile long. Maybe they can have a couple of beers afterwards or walk oh, home. Exactly. Well, this is the usual weekend routine. If you book a tea time, one of the better golf courses that's available to us, and it gets about two hours before our tea time, and the guys all just bail and say, I want to play our home course instead of driving 10 to 30 minutes to the better courses. So maybe you're right with the drink vibe. That could be it. Yeah. Um, we are all decent players, so it's not just like we're hacking it around. Only one of us is above single figures and not by much. This is really giving it away, isn't it, but I can't not read it. My membership is up in the next fortnight, and I am seriously considering joining a local private golf club that has a driving range, practice area, and two premium condition 18-hole courses all at one uh, location. And I'm serious about wanting to get better. I'm just concerned without the social aspect, it may not be enjoyable. Um, what would you do? Make new friends. There you go. Thanks for your dear Rick. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that golf course 
I'm really sorry, and and I, I don't like to slag off bad golf courses. But you that, do you love it? That, that, that is not. There's another pitch. He set us two. You can't, you can't play golf on that. They're literally, they're, I can't really, I don't know if I want to use his images because it really might give it away to his friends, but it's absolutely, the greens are hideous. Yeah, really bad. You, so what should you do? You cannot enjoy, I mean, it, it's a real shame because he's got mates who are literally, you know, all together. He likes playing with those guys and they've got access to seven different golf courses, five of them being really nice and two of them being shocking and they always want to play the home course. I mean, is a little one. <clears throat> Potentially, he could keep the tea time at the nice golf course and pick the lads up. So if they did want to have a little bit of a drink, they're not particularly driving. I yeah. don't know if he's got a big enough car. Ram everyone's clubs in one car. He goes as a moped. He actually said that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he could then drive to one of the nice courses. The lads can have a drink. They can enjoy themselves. He gets his nice round of golf and then drives home and drops them all off and they're all hammered and go to bed early and he feels like we'll play somewhere nice okay but what if it's not about the drink though what if you're what if they're all teetotal why do they want to play at the crap golf course because it's close maybe they've got nagging wives who say or part where partners whatever who might say it's half an hour there half an hour back that's an hour and you've got four hours on the golf course that's five hours and you're gonna have a drink afterwards that's six hours you're not having six hours out the day why don't you just just play the local one exactly I think it's time for him to fly the nest. Really? Yeah. I think you know what this needs. You can get good. You can get better mates. I'm the mate. Ring me. Oh my god. Uh, who am I playing? You're the one who wants to move. Anonymous. Yeah. We can do this again. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Are they Scottish? Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> ring, ring, That's ring, normal. ring. Hey. All right. How you doing? Yeah, good mate. You. We're playing Saturday. Oh yeah. Well, I've, up for it. I've got a tea time at the really nice golf course, but at half nine. We, let's let's definitely do it this time because you saw the conditions of the last round and you play you putted horrendously last time. So we definitely need to go to the much premium golf course. Your putting will flourish. I can imagine you having the best round of golf you've ever had today. Half nine at the premium golf course. Yeah, right. Okay, great, perfect. I'll see you then. See you later. Bye. Two hours later. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. I'm not gonna pick up. Ring, ring. He's always wanting to cancel. Ring, ring. Okay. Hello. Hiya, mate. I'll see you. So we're I've, I've, I've just been speaking to Jimmy the Fish and Roger, and uh, we can't bother playing that course. It's just that it's half an hour there and half an hour back, and now Kelly said that she wants to put the stove on tonight and have broth. <laughs> she can't switch the stove on, and I know how to do it. It's that little, ta- you know, it's, it's not working. You've got to flick it, click it, and it comes on. <laughs> if we... We can't get on the, the crappy course. No, we, Dave's just booked a tea. He's got literally in 15 minutes, but it's only two minutes from you, so I'll see you there in 10. <laughs> Cheers, bye. Done. He's going to turn your microphone yeah. off. <laughs> I, don't, I think he just gets new mates. Mm. I think he can, every now and again, going back back to that guy, I mean, it's, it's a cow field he's playing at. It's like even a golf course. Want better. I'll tell you what you should do. Go to the better golf course, join it in two weeks. He said his renewals are coming up. And just post loads of amazing pictures. Put it put it in the WhatsApp group. Look how pure these greens are, fellas. But it's not boring, though, playing on your own. Nah, you can get new mates. There's something nice, though, I like about playing with a few friends at a rubbish course. It can be really good. I'm just one of those people that just don't keep friends very long, so I just drop them. Let's go again. <laughs>
Start, let's start again. <laughs> I eat Peter Finch, Matt Fryer, Andy Carter. Gone. I don't keep friends for very long, so I'd, I'd move on. I'd get a better friends, better golf course, better, better handicap. He gets new new misses. Speaking of um, ex-friends, um, so when we did the clip last week with um, Dan Whittaker about who had the better swing, you or Peter Finch, Peter Finch did a very... Um, Talking about ex-friends. <laughs> <laughs> provocative tweet. He's saying... Um, that he could take you on any place, any time, and he'd do you. He would. Let me find the tweet now. And if, he, if, he, if he didn't do me, then there's something wrong with the world. He said he'd really do you. Yeah, fine. He said, he's, he's exactly the wording was. So he quoted the video. He said, all I can say is I'm here, I'm ready, near the time, the place, and the strong arm emoji. Personally, I would stand for that. But if you're happy with that, it's fine. <laughs> well, any time, any place. He's not even said, oh, I think Rick's a good golfer, but I'm probably hitting it better than him at the minute. He said, any time, name the time and name the place. He's even giving you the option to name the time and the place. He would still beat you. I think after the series of 75s, I think we've got a big backlog of, backlog of matches to play. I think he's got in your head a bit. He has. Yeah, a little bit. Just though you were stumbling then and stuff. I feel like he's in your head. He well, would it's beat fine me. if he's not. He would beat me. Do you think he'd beat me? I thought you were quite... Do you think he'd beat me? No. If you do, that's fine. I don't want to get into your head as well. I think he beat me. I think... After your 80-odd at Hilson Hall. I know he's a bit of a chopper now and again, but I still think he beat me. Okay. If it was stroke play, yeah, well, stroke play, yes. Match play. Stroke play. I've got so, half a chance. What did he, okay. That was fine. I just thought, better of you, but... <laughs> so, I mean, does, he doesn't post low numbers. That's the thing with him, does he? So, he, what did he shoot at Hilson we're, Hall? We're giving him way too much airtime on this podcast recently. No, it's just because he said he could beat you. I thought you might have a bit more fight about you, but if you... Oh, yeah, I've learned my lesson. Last time... Yeah, but I I'm... like it when we get views on clips. I like all <laughs> cocky and start calling people out. There's a tidal wave of bloody hate from the Mika lovers out there. And I, uh, Mika chopped it the other day as well. It is Mika, by the way, I called him Mika. Mika and it got loads of comments. People Mika say. chopped it as well the other day. What did he shoot? Oh, he was miles over. Okay. <laughs> what am I, why am I doing this? Why do you keep baiting me into this? <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think everybody can have their day. Um, I think we should potentially look to organise a big match-up, either individually, tournament-wise, knockout or something, But do you in, remember in the foreseeable future. We said before about how when James Robinson played that package set and he played really well, and I was saying, yeah, but it's how you can play in, on tour with pressure, and you, it's a lot of pressure. What about if they're all playing, and they know it's going to be on your channel, potentially, pressure might get in the head. That I could agree. give you. That could give you a little home advantage. Yep, I agree. Listen, the Marriott Worthy part. I'm not ruling out. that. You have a couple anyone. of ball spotters. If your ball goes into the tree, next thing it just gets picked out a little bit. Oh, <laughs> Rick, you, Rick's Pro V practice in the trees. I know it's on the fairway now. <laughs> Lucky bounce. Yeah, Ho- home bounce. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got a chance against most. I think you're a better player than you give yourself credit for. I think that's how I need to live life. I'm just going to give you confidence for the latest 75. That's what I'm doing. I'm positively giving you confidence. I think I need to live... I think I just need to stay under the radar a little bit more recently. I feel like I, I get put my neck out a bit too much. And people who put the neck out the windows get their head chopped off. All I'm trying to do is get you to call out tour pros in the top 20 of the world and call out every golf YouTube and you won't do it. Um, do you want a couple of questions? Yeah. Oh, so, by the way, great day, Rick. That was really good. It was one. good, that one, wasn't it? So it's a... What was that? I can't remember the answer who it was. Been off his mates, I would. It's golf or friends, isn't it? That's that's ultimately what it's come down to, playing good golf courses or playing with your mates. What should we call him for our prize draw coming up soon? Um, bad Greens. Okay, done. That could be a good nickname, that, couldn't it? All right, bad Greens. 
<laughs> why five years time john that's not his real name but john why is your nickname bad greens well what it was funny you say i this. used to be a big fan of the number one golf podcast in the world this guy called rich he doesn't make videos anymore now oh why does he make videos anymore well he had the number one channel then peter finch beat him on his own channel so we quit youtube forever but i was on his podcast i did a question that was anonymous they called me bad greens all the tour pros started to come out with youtube channels <laughs> and overtake him yeah <laughs> <laughs> he binned it off. Bryson DeChambeau destroyed him and made him bench press on the 18th green. <laughs> and I used to have three really good friends. Yeah. I lost them all. Cause Jimmy he gave, the fish. He gave me gone. some terrible advice. Um, right, so Russell Frost has asked, now that we're almost halfway through break 75, will there be a second 10 episodes and the target change to breaking par? Well, if people... <laughs> The idea that the concept of the, of the series, this kind of break 75, was this idea that I'm not a super great player. I can play. I can get it round. I can sometimes shoot under par. I can sometimes shoot level. I can sometimes shoot 10 over, as we've seen for this series <laughs> so far. So for me, like a 75, anything under 75, like last week when I shot 73 at Presbury, I walked off, I was like, okay, that's yep. okay. Like I walked home, I drove home, I'm thinking... I could have probably played slightly better, but I could have also played a lot worse. So it's okay. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I think as soon and I, and I like this idea that we can achieve a target. Because if I, if I start going break par all the time, it's not going to happen as often. So far, we've done four episodes. I've done it once. Oh, broke par? Do you mean? I thought you meant yeah. break seventy five. Broke yeah. par. The, I mean, the only other thing I, I saw recently, which I thought might be quite good, is every time that I break a number, that becomes a new one. So so far, my best score has been seventy. From now on, the series becomes break 70. My only qualm with that is you're playing at different courses. Exactly. Today's going to be very hard, isn't it? Ridiculously hard today. 75. I, I like 75. Yeah, I Who knows? Next year, if we do a series again, then we might retitle it differently if I'm just playing better. But I also quite like 75. The other, the other reason I quite like 75 as well is that I feel like a lot of people watching, enjoying the videos. Like, that's... Not to everybody, but it's it's more of an obtainable target. Like mm-hmm. it's even if it's a net seventy five, like it's something that's obtainable. That could be a new one for me. That break net seventy five. <laughs> it's like an obtainable target, and and you know if if you had a net seventy four, you probably wouldn't be that disappointed. Yes, it's always like I always think with Stableford, which is Stableford big in America, by the way. Not at all. Right, so Americans might not be too interested, but Stableford obviously is massive over here. I always feel like thirty points is is not the end of the world. So if you're playing a comp at the local club. Oh, what do you have today, Gary? Oh, I have 31. Yeah, it's fine, then. You're in the 30s. How can we summarise Stableford really quickly for American listeners? Let's say you're off an 18 handicap. You get a shot on each hole. If you make a net par, you get two points. Mm-hmm. You make a net birdie, you get three points. You make a net eagle, you get four points. But if you net, make a net bogey, you get one point. Yeah. Everything over that doesn't matter. That's why I'm a fan. Because if you had a 10 on a hole, it's just a zero point. A yeah. 10 and a net double bogey are the same. So the idea, after all the points are collected at the end of the round, you want a score of 36. That means you've played to your handicap because it means you've got a net two points on every single hole. And what's the beauty of Stableford, like Guy just said there, if you went out on the first hole and had an eight, you got zero points, but then bird, net birded the next two, you're back on track. Yep. And you know um, the unwritten rule of Stableford as well? That if you call it Stapleford, you have to have all your clubs removed from you and banned for golf for 12 months. Because I hate that. Oh, really? If you say Stapleford, you're an idiot. Please never listen to the podcast again if you say Stapleford with a P. I'm sure. Was it someone called, like, Jeff Stapleford? It was Dr. Who, Stapleford. Yeah, um, uh, wasn't it in did, 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 Wallasey? Wallasey Golf Club. Was it like, did, have a, did he start off and have a horrendous hole or something? I thought, well, that's my game ruined. How can I still have fun? Correct. Exactly the story. 
second hole, he had a nightmare and went, oh, what's the point? And then came up with this format. It is really good. But I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, people listening in America, I don't know how you will do, but do. Email, podcastrichard.com. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they play it out there at all. Like, at all. They should do. Um, how are we doing? I'm all right, yeah, thanks. Are you? I'm currently... It's not been the best podcast, not been the worst, I'm but mine's elsewhere today. Clicking through screensavers of JCB Golf Club. Do you think it's going to be better than we think it's going to be? Um, like, what's your expectations? It's going to be long. Water. What's the best golf course you've ever played? Um, elaborate on best. Oh, Favourite golf course? The, the played Carnoustie with you. That's probably the highest profile course I've played, but I wasn't the best. Yeah, for you though. Uh, for you personally. Oh, neck. Um, What's the nicest golf course you've played? The most interesting, the most whatever it may be. I'd have to say Marriott Worsley Park for the hospitality. The green staff are amazing. <laughs> it's actually really good at the minute, Marriott Worsley Park. really, really, really um, nice. I don't know. And answer your question. I really, um, oh, God, I don't know. North Berwick? Yeah, that's up there, to be fair. But North Berwick, as good as it was, I wasn't as... Ex- I think because I'd heard it was going to be so, so... Everyone said, oh, North Berwick's amazing. It was, but I was expecting a lot. Well, really, I went into North Berwick not expecting that Oh, really? Much, yeah. No, I'd heard loads about it. And it was really good. It was far better than I expected. The one that was that up I, there, I suppose. The one that I've... Th- and we, we've got, you've got to definitely play it with me one time. Um, Trump International. No, I won't play Trump. I'm joking. <laughs> Trying to see your face. I was going to say we're getting all political. No, no, no. What? Well, yeah, I would. It's it's different level. Yeah, no. That's what that. that is my favourite golf course. This could, from the images, from the. You're, hype, you're, I think you're bigging up too much though, now. And I'm worried I'm going to be underwhelmed. I, I feel like it might be top top five for me. Well, if I don't like it, I want money back. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited about this today. So, next break, 75, is coming next uh, Friday, this Friday. Um, hopefully enjoy this podcast. Is that it now? We're done. I've had a few more questions. Oh, what? go on. Oh, okay. Let's Harry Payne has asked. So, he said, what shot do you feel most comfortable hitting? And when I've thought of this, right, imagine um, you've got a, a grandstand around you. Yeah. And it can be any location. Yeah. What shot? You've got to hit it. It's full subscribers. They paid £4.99 to come and watch you. For the Rick Shields shot challenge. You've got to hit one shot. What do you feel comfortable doing? A really hard pitching wedge. Really? Yep. Okay. It's my favourite shot. I'm not saying it'll be that close, but it doesn't go wrong that often. Like just a full out, full swing, 135 yard pitching wedge. Yeah. Slightly into breeze because I can hit it harder. Love that shot. Um, fair enough. Damien um, has or, asked... Or a one-inch put. <laughs> is it true that following and listening to the podcast will you lose you three strokes? I don't think losing three strokes is the right... Because losing, doesn't that feel like you've lost three strokes? You've gone worse. No, losing means you got better. Would it? Yeah. You've got to say, you added three shots to my score. You lost three shots to my score. Yeah, but if I said you lost a stroke, is that not like... That's better. penalty? No, it's better. Fun fact... I got a free drink yesterday. Where at? Um, me and Claire got a free drink from a fan. Where? So we went out to the beach yesterday to Southport. Yeah. And we went some, wanted some food. Yeah. Dead hard to get in everywhere. Really hard, right? Uh, we hadn't booked anywhere. So we was walking down the kind of the, the food area. And um, we said, well, this place looks okay. Outdoor eating. It's like a brewer's fair. Nothing fam- dead fancy like pub did, food. Do you have that hat on that says, I am Rick Shields? <laughs> If you thought it was me, it definitely is me. No. On the back, he's got... Like, Rick has this toppy word. It's Nike. It's like... A, it looks like a golf top, but it's actually like a football shirt. On the back, it says Shields 1, and then in brackets, million. 
Weird <laughs> gimana? And it gets close things. There's only one Ricky Shields walking around at Southport Beach. There's only one Ricky Shields. <laughs> we just have like a megaphone. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> the kids handing out flyers to everybody. <laughs> Do you want free golf tips, sir? <laughs> we need to eat. We need to eat. Uh, no, but I went up to went up to the uh, to the young man at the at the counter, and he said, "Oh, yeah, not a problem. We can get you seated." By the way, are you are Rick Shields. I went. Oh, he no, just turned on shut of his back. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> anyway, we sat down, a lovely meal, and he came over halfway through the meal and went, um, "You've saved loads of shots off my score. Um, can I get you and your wife a drink?" I went, "Absolutely, you can. Thank you. You want it on me." That's really nice, that. I mean, he didn't probably pay for it, but it was nice for him. He was manager. What, yeah. what do you think I ordered? A latte? No, I was drinking. Oh. We got the train. Oh, well, oh right. Oh, wow. Big boy okay. Um Why do you think I'm a bit, like, groggy but happy today? Um, I'm gonna, uh, Give me a clue. Is it, a, uh, it wasn't a stout, was it? it I was wanted a... a lager, but the choice of lager wasn't great. You didn't go for a cider, did you? No. Claire did. What One cider of those... Um, I can't a berry? It. No. Copperberg? Record Lake? Record Lake. Yeah. Um, she wanted lime and something. Didn't have it. Passion fruit. Well, oh, wasn't that nice? Mega. My only qualm with them kind of ciders, as much as I enjoy them occasionally, is they can be quite fizzy. Mm. Um, Very so refreshing on a hot day. Did you have still a pint of something <clears throat> then? A pint of something. One of my favourite alcoholic drinks, but I don't have it very oh, often. Oh, I know exactly what you had, Guinness. Yeah. It was awesome. So, yeah. A anyway. um, couple more questions then. This is from Jodie Clifford. And the answer to this is, is yes. But um, So, I'll, I'll preempt that. The answer is yes. He said, do electric trolleys. In fact, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm going to go back on this. There's, a, there's an asterisk at the end of it. So, he said, do electric trolleys help you help your score better, less fatigue, etc." Well, actually, um, I've done a very in-depth study on this, Rick, about do electric trolleys help you. And the answer is yes, in part. So, if you use a motor caddy, then yes, they do improve your score considerably. Other brands, not so much. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Okay, I would thanks. agree. So, <laughs> certainly for the next, what, six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, this is a good one. Andrew has said, and I've got a little take on this. I want to hear yours. How do you take double bogeys off your card? Yeah, I saw <laughs> An <this> eraser. <laughs> yeah, a few people yeah, said the, that. The Bantasauruses. Um, it, it is really hard, isn't it? Mm. Like, double bogeys happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, that I, I, mean, I, I love... I love not getting a double bogey. It's yeah. like the other day when I played, obviously shot 11 over, which isn't great at all, but I had 11 bogey, seven pars. So I was quite chuffed in a sense that there was no doubles. But actually, I had 11 bogeys. I'd rather have three bogeys than a double because it's only five over. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So as much as we like to keep double bogeys off our card, it's just a mental thing. It's just one shot. Mm. So some people would, would, would probably rather go bogey, bogey, par than double bogey, par, par, which I kind of do get. But it, it, it it's... Irrelevant. Like, if you have a double yeah. bogey where you go out of bounds and make a, a fake par, that's actually that bad. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you make two sloppy bogeys from missing two footers, do you get what I mean? So and, you, and you, like I say, you can make double bogey by being greenside in two and then chipping it through the green and duffing it or whatever. Like, just hap- like... I've also got one other thought as well, something we talked about before. I think I said this to you, if, I, if I'm playing golf with my brother and he's not playing very well, and he's just knocking it around, hitting it, and he gets like whole, let's just say whole 14, and he has a putt for a birdie, he'll take loads of time on the putt, because he'll go, well, it's for a birdie, you want a birdie. But the next hole could have the exact same putt for a treble bogey, he'll just hit it. It's still a shot. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they have a putt for a bogey, 
might not, oh, it's only for a bogey, just knock it, and then it misses. If you treated that bogey putt like it was for a birdie mm. or an eagle, I bet you'd hold more. Yeah. I suppose that's similar to what happened to me last 75. Like, I nearly had that double bogey on number 14 or whatever it was, and I, I hold that really good bogey putt, but I gave so much attention to that bogey putt. Yeah. Like, I didn't, as much attention I would do a birdie putt. Wouldn't it, I wonder, this is a silly question, silly thought, but... If there was no names for like bogeys, double bogeys, pars, and you just literally played every hole and every shot as each individual shot, would people shoot better? You'd have to get rid of par. Yeah, you just, you just, yeah, you just play the golf. Yeah, exactly. So you just play the golf course, and you almost like there's no par four, par three. It's just A, B, like it's T, green, and you just shoot wherever you shoot. Mm, would be interesting that because you could have like par twos and par sevens then. Oh yeah. Um, but they wouldn't be called par twos or par sevens. No, but there's in like you can have like a fifty yard hole. Exactly. Don't you think that is a bit weird about golf? How like there is just like three different par. Well, like, you can get par six, and I think there's even par sevens in the world. But mm. as a rule, there's just three pars. Yeah. Wouldn't well, we nice on a par one, the six footer. Let's have a six footer <laughs> first hole's a par one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get in the first hole in one? What do you get? Yeah, hole in one. <laughs> nice one, um, Richard. Uh, yeah, Richard has asked. It's a bit aimed at me, but I just wanted to clear this up. He said, question for Guy. As someone against custom fitting, what's more important to be fitted for? Woods, irons, and why? Now, I'm not against custom fitting at all. People think I am. I just sometimes think it can be a little bit overrated by people who think that because they've got a fitted set of irons, then they go and play amazing. Um, having said that, again, it's hard. To, what would you say? Because irons, I'm thinking length, lie angle, which certainly on shorter irons can make a massive difference. But then driver... If you gave someone who needs loft a seven degree triple X flex driver, extreme example, I know they're going to be horrendous. So your driver is important as well. It's fitting's important, isn't it, for everything? It's just yeah. It's don't but, always expect it to massively improve your game. Yeah, but I'm, I must admit, if somebody said to me, I, I'm I'm quite lucky. That I'm quite I'm stock with most things. But if somebody said to me, you can go out with a, an absolute straight off the shelf set of irons or a straight-off-the-shelf driver, I'd probably go off straight-off-the-shelf irons. Mm-hmm. For me, personally. Because I feel like I can get used to these. I can work them. But with driver, I want something that's like going to suit my eye and suit the flight that I want to hit. And Yeah. But maybe I'm... No, but that that's right. But then you think about it even more detail. What if it was a set of like them hybrid irons that are strong? Mm. Where it's like you've got... Whereas a driver could be like a 10.5... Callaway. Yeah. Do you get what I don't know? Yeah, yeah. I get you. Uh, and then the last question I've got for you is from Reese. He said, I want to hear what you guys think or feel about people drinking alcohol on the golf course. I personally don't get it. I enjoy the game too much to drink, but I have friends that like to. I'm, I'm not opposed to it at all. I'm not. I just, it's not something I've done loads and loads and I wouldn't do it if I was actually trying to get a score together. It's literally, I just don't think you could play I thought we were on the golf. today. <laughs> I don't think you can play good golf getting, yeah. on, getting on it, personally. Um, but, I'm not, but I'm not opposed to it at all. Like if you want to go out and have a, a beer and it makes you fun, makes your round more fun, as long as you do it responsibly and you drive, you, do, you don't drive home and you get a lift and whatever it may be. <laughs> and drive home. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not opposed to it, as long as you're being respectful and as long as you're being safe. Go out and get absolutely hammered. And leave your, don't leave your cans on the golf course. Don't litter. Um, don't swear just, Yeah, loudly. just don't be like don't be a, drunk, a drunk idiot out on the golf yeah. course. I think that's the big thing. I, to be honest with you, I haven't hardly ever seen it. 
it just doesn't feel like it happens here it, in England. It, 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 I think it does, but not where you would go. It's more, right. without being funny, like I went at the weekend, I went for a walk and I went near this, my local kind of municipal, well, I don't think it's a muni anymore, it was a muni golf course, but it's still kind of the same vibe. And not this is a bad thing, but it's very much a four cans of Stella in an announced bag, walking around, a couple of cigs, maybe a scratch card. Sounds good. <laughs> well, Sounds good. Um, a bit of pizza from last night. Yeah. I've done that kind of thing before. I mean, it sounds ideal. Um, on that note, yeah, we're rapping. If you want. I want to hit the road. I want to go and play golf. <laughs> yeah, uh, I need to do the intro as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, God's sake, guys. You're just, drag- you're just <laughs> holding us back. Anyway, hopefully but you really enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Hello. Hopefully you enjoyed episode number 72. Um, I think next week it'll either be amazing news after the break 75 or we'll never talk about JCB because we've both had shockers. I don't want to handicap today. Well, not within a match, but if I can finish within four of you, it depends how you play, actually. If you play bad, I want to beat you, but I want to break 80. Okay. If, to, if, I, if, if I... <laughs> wait there, let me try and think how this works out. If I can get within four... Within three of your score today, you've got to do a dirt on next week's podcast. Okay, sounds good. Um, you've got to ring... You've got to ring somebody up live on air. Okay. Can I choose now, quickly? Go on. Um, no, let's hold okay, it. Okay, let's hold it. Let's people hold can, I'll ask people on, online next week yeah. if I win. Who should I ring and abuse if Guy gets within three? Loads of abuse. Within three, on three. So if I shoot 75, you shoot 78. Is that correct or not? Yeah. So I've got a free handicap over you, essentially. But then we tie at that point. All right, okay. Oh, yeah. Do you want the tie? Yeah, I want I'll the give tie. you the tie. <laughs> the three tie. and tie. You can have three and tie. Okay. Guys, thanks for listening. See you next week. (laughs) 